Hello. Good morning, Diefenbaker. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> there you go. Hopefully the long distance is okay. I don't know what kind of long distance plan I have. <laughs> yeah, this uh, Canadian cell phone plans can be a little uh, iffy in, in my memory. Um, I've got T-Mobile down here, which uh, works in all. It works in Canada, U.S., and Mexico, uh, just as if I'm I'm here in Long Beach. So it's it's a pretty good uh, pretty good plan. Wait a minute, you but, just uh, have they have unlimited long distance then? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think all U.S. cell phone plans have unlimited long distance. Like calling from anywhere to anywhere in the country is uh, is the same. You know, it's it's all free. Are you uh, serious? Yeah, yeah. Why is it that Americans have like the best cell phone coverage, and then just across the border, it's the most expensive? Yeah, yeah. Canada's kind of a little country, you know. <laughs> it, 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 you know, you, you, you've got what three, three cell phone companies up there. Maybe. Give and or take. Uh, yeah, it's just less competition and big. Uh, geographical distances to cover i don't know i, I I'm, I'm just kind of reaching for straws here but uh, <laughs> i think canada is one of the most expensive around the world when it comes to uh yeah i was gonna say my plan actually works the same in u.s canada and mexico as as it does okay. um locally so it's, like i said earlier it's a good one for travel <laughs> i give up the cell phone coverage. I think I'm, we're paying double what you're paying down in the states. Yeah, what, I can believe it. What brought you to the states? So when did you move to America? I moved to the U.S. the first time in uh, fall of 2001. Wow. I moved first time to uh, Madison, Wisconsin, and so I so that time I was uh, going south as a graduate student. Um, so I I was uh, entering. Uh, PhD program in economics at the University of Wisconsin Madison. Um, yeah, so I was uh, I was down here on a student visa. Uh, studied there for four years, and uh, sometime in year four, decided uh, the grad student slash professorial life was uh, not for me anymore, and and uh, kind of left it all behind and, and decided to uh, get a, get a, get a regular job. Wow. I think, I think my wife and I literally looked at each other. Well, I guess you might be my girlfriend at the time, but I think we looked at each other on the couch and said, you know, do we really want to be doing this or, or, you know, Byron, do, do you really need this extra, you know, third degree or whatever? And, uh, you know, I think it, it was a pretty clear no at that point. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so, so that was after four years in, in Madison, and uh, yeah, from there we actually moved back to Canada. We were in Vancouver for a short time after Madison. You know, I think we we didn't know where to go, so we just like you know pointed to a nice place on the map and said, "Let's go, let's go there." <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I think you know you've, you've lived in Vancouver. That's, oh yeah, that's well, I think yeah, I still have yeah. a place there. Yeah, beautiful. Okay. Oh yeah, beautiful. But uh, you know, I think we experienced the whole you know you can't eat the scenery <laughs> scenario. <laughs> Um, That's so true. You know, I, yeah, like I hadn't, I hadn't really established a career yet, and you know, so you know, I, I had you know, like a temp job there with with a bank, and uh, you know, we were, you know, we had the high cost of living going on. Uh, my my wife is, is she's American, so you know, she she wasn't even able to work when we were there, so she couldn't contribute to our our overall income. 
and, and at the time it was 2005. So, I mean, Calgary was just, was totally booming at the time. And that's back when oil went up to $140 us. And, you know, it was that, that totally crazy time in Calgary. So we ended up moving to, uh, Calgary, you know, after not that long in Vancouver, we were only there for, for, you know, under, under a year. And uh, it, was, it was a good move career-wise, and I kind of caught on with with some good good roles in the oil and gas industry. I started to make some some <laughs> decent money there. Um, and then yeah, the last company I worked for, which is um, uh, Plains All American, they they have a uh, they I should say they had an office down along Beach. It was a marketing office that serviced the uh, local refining sector here in, in Greater LA. And uh, they needed a, you know, financial analyst type guy down here. And I just put up my hand and, um, you know, did, did a lot of the legwork, uh, you know, some of the, the legalese and, and other immigration hurdles. And, uh, you know, they, they ended up agreeing to send me down here. So um, that's how I ended up in, down in Long Beach. I would have been in fall 2010. Holy. I've been here almost uh, almost 10 years now in, in California. Wow. Was it your lady that brought you to the States or was it just a different uh, type of environment that you were going for? Like what um, brought you out of Calgary? I guess originally, um, so I picked UW-Madison uh, just based on like rankings of economics departments at the time. Hmm. Um, so, um, yeah, so I, I'd been in, in Vancouver at UBC before that and, uh, yeah, just applied to a bunch of different places and, um, University of Wisconsin was the best place I got into at the, at the time. Uh, I think as you're, as you're getting at, um, you know, I think obviously one of the pluses of ending up in Madison was, yeah, meeting my future wife. Um, I was actually in the econ program there with my now brother-in-law so i lived around the corner from my wife's sister and her you know boyfriend you know soon to be husband um so i yeah i knew them well um you know hung out with them a lot in that first year and then uh my wife carver she was in living in minneapolis at the time and and came down to visit in july 2002 and we met then and kind of hit it off um you know i think initially she just went back to minneapolis and we didn't really um you know date formally or anything right away but you know she visited you know two or three more times and then you know by october of 2002 we were we were an actual couple and <laughs> we did, did the long distance thing for about eight months so i was <laughs> i was in minneapolis every other weekend uh carver was in madison every other weekend it's a it's a four-hour drive it was, you know it was pretty exhausting <laughs> um and then we moved in with each other in madison in july of 2002 so that wow. uh, that put an end to those long commutes <laughs> oh geez and what was it like being at a university in, well in the states it's a whole different experience than it is oh it is um, it is and, and yeah I, I i'm really grateful for our being able to experience it, you know, I, I remember sort of uh, as I like, you know, drove down to Madison from Calgary. You know, I guess yeah, I'd stopped my parents for a, for a bit between Vancouver and, and Madison, and uh, yeah, I pulled into Madison at you know nine o'clock at night or something, and you know, I was kind of driving through the the downtown and campus area, you know, in a lot of those older college towns, the uh, 
the campus and the downtown are kind of, you know, they're, they're kind of one in the same thing. You know, there's, there's university buildings and bars and restaurants and everything, you know, kind of all intertwined. So, yeah, I, I immediately you know, kind, of, kind of knew I was going to like that scene. You know, there are just students, you know, walking around everywhere. Um, Madison also has the state capitol there, which is kind of at the opposite, opposite end of one of the main streets, you know, kind of directly down from the from the, the university. And that kind of you know, provides kind of another good anchor in that town employment-wise and, and so on, income-wise. But, yeah, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a ton of fun. I mean, I, I live maybe four blocks away from the you know, Camp Randall Stadium, the big football stadium. Oh. You know, and there'd be, there'd be huge parties and, you know, all the front lawns of, of all the the homes, you know, fronting onto the stadium there. Um, yeah, going going back to school in the fall was always a blast, you know, with, with, with all that excitement with the sports starting back up and yeah. and all that. It, but, yeah, it was, it was really the quintessential U.S. college experience, you know, with, with all the social opportunities. Um so, yeah, I was really grateful to be able to experience that, even though it was at the graduate level and, was, you know, working a lot harder than I <laughs> was at the uh, UFC earlier. Um, and, you know, I met a lot of great, um, you know, mostly American friends there. Um, you know, really, really amazing people, um, really sociable. Um, so, um, yeah, it was another, another great outcome of, of being down there. Byron, what is it like living in America then? Uh, because, because Canadians um, have this thing where it's like, oh, we, I don't want to live in America. It's this, this, and this. So I'd love to hear your perspective because you've been there for quite a number of years now, like a long time now. Yeah. And then how did you yeah. – so you, so you got your green card and you're dual citizen now or no? Or are you still a Canadian? Yes. Yep. Yeah. So after being down here for five years, I got a green card, which was quite – straightforward because my wife uh, grew up in the u.s and she was already a citizen so you know if you marry marry an american it's it's um it's really easy um <laughs> just just imagine just a matter of filling out the paperwork basically um yeah. so after five years i got that and then i think i had to have my green card for um actually you know what there was no i, I sorry i was I'm, I'm mistaken there was no there was no time limit there was no time requirement for getting a green card so i could convert my uh, work visa into a green card anytime. You know, I, I just it just took me a while to get around to it. I, I was pro, you know just procrastinating. Maybe I got that in like yeah, I got that in like 2012. Then once I had my green card, I had to have that for five years down here, and then fill out the um, paperwork for citizenship. And um, so I became a citizen in uh, spring of 2017. Oh wow, just I went to a yeah, yeah, not, not that long ago. Yeah, um, yeah had had a big ceremony in downtown LA, which was really nice. It's like, it like me and like five thousand other people or something, and all their all their family members. So it was like a huge convention center, you know, really packed capacity. But I guess going back to your you know original question, mm-hmm. you know, what's it like living down here? Um, yeah, for the for the most part, you know, I I like it. You know, especially living in California. I mm-hmm. mean the the lifestyle in California is is pretty good. I mean, it can be a little, you know, hectic, dizzy, you know, air quality is not always the best or whatever, but um, there's, you know, there's so much to do. Um, you know, the people here are really friendly. I mean, that's kind of, you know, the, the stereotype, I think, of California. People are friendly and laid back and kind of hang out at the beach or whatever, you know, but they're, 
that definitely is, I think, a part of the, the ethic down here. Um, yeah, I, 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 I think Canadians hear a lot about, you know, a lot of the negative side of, of sides of living in the U.S. There are definitely some things that, that I, to me, don't make a lot of sense and, and frustrate me continuously. You know, like, obviously, gun policy doesn't make a lot of sense. Oh, jeez. Um, you know, I, I think, the, you know, some of the positions on health care are obviously kind of backwards. But, you know, there, there, there are a few a few things like that. I'm sure you hear about in the media all the time. And, yes, they are frustrating. Um, you know, I, I, I do think um, viewpoints on issues like that vary a lot state by state and especially um, urban versus rural areas. Hmm. Um, you know, a, a progressive state like California or in a progressive metro area within California, like, you know, Long Beach, Los Angeles, you know, it, most of the, you know, most of people's, you know, policy views, their, their views on, on life and what's important, they're, you know, they're really remarkably similar to, uh, Canadians' viewpoints. You know, I'll be standing in front of my kid's school you know, picking them up there and getting the conversations with parents and, you know, they're, what's important to them is really what's important to me, you know, what they're doing on the weekend. And, you know, it's, it's, it's remarkably similar, you know, yeah. in, in many ways. Um, do you feel like you're living in a blue state? Is there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I definitely do. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Especially like I said, living in a, in a dense urban area like this one, um, California, does change pretty quickly when you head inland. Like there's some like red meat, red, you know, Republican areas. It's not that far from here. Um, like even just even going down into, you know, Orange County parts, parts are still quite conservative and especially going inland to some of the smaller towns, you know, in the central Valley or from the mountains, they're, they're, they're quite conservative. Um, but you know, they, they don't hold a lot of sway politically, um, I, I think one unfortunate, uh, you know, development, you know, especially since 2016 is I think California often gets used as kind of a punching bag by the federal government, you know, wow. um, and, you know, they, they, I think in the, in the Republican convention just recently, you know, Jeanine Kilfoyle, uh, you know, referred to California as like a socialist hellscape or something like that. <laughs> And I was like, uh, you probably haven't visited here recently. <laughs> it's actually pretty damn nice. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, well, that's a long answer to your question. Um, yeah. You, yeah. You definitely feel it. I mean, just kind of some of the you know, prioritization of you know, environmental regulations or, um, you know, I, I, think, I think, you know, trying to fill some of the gaps and again, in, in, in healthcare coverage or, you know, different things like that, or I suppose well, a movement towards, um, you know, green energy and, and things like that. Yeah. yeah. California is usually kind of leading the way in a lot of those areas. And with healthcare, though, is it as bad as we all think it is? Is your company paying for your healthcare or are you paying out of pocket for every time you visit the doctor? Um, my company does provide health insurance. Mo- most companies now, you know, they give you the, uh, some different options. Like you can, you can pay higher premiums. So it's so, a, Health care premiums, your company pays for, you know, probably the majority of it. I, I, I can't remember what the percentages are. Like, suppose yeah. they pay like 
75 percent or something and then you know the, the there's a, there's still a premium that gets deducted from your paycheck every month but most companies give you the option of um paying a high monthly premium but having like lower deductibles and lower co-pays and and so on uh lower or um, lower out-of-pocket maximum for the year uh, or you can you can pay a low monthly premium but have uh, um, higher deductibles, higher copays, and so on. I, I, I tend to um, go with the latter option. Mm. I have so far. You know, health has been pretty okay, and um, when you when you opt for that, you you can um, you can put money into a you know this this uh, vehicle called a health savings account that has some tax advantages and so on. Um, so yeah, that's my situation. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm employed with large companies. Um, I'm, uh, you know, the, I'm, I'm still in oil and gas down here. Um, wow. so I have, yeah, I, I know <laughs> 10 years in California. I'm still in oil and gas. Um, uh, go figure. But, um, yeah. So if you're employed with a large company, yeah, you, your, your healthcare situation is usually pretty good. Yeah. Um, aside from that, you know, if you're over 65, you get Medicare, which most people seem to like. So that's, I mean, that's a lot like single-payer Canadian healthcare. Um, low-income people get Medicaid, which is also kind of uh, single-payer. Yeah, it's the people in between that sometimes can fall through the cracks. But, um, you know, the Obamacare, Affordable Care Act, uh, tried to, you know, cover that. Fill in, fill in, the, fill in the gaps with them. Mm. Um, Trump's been trying to kind of like, chisel away at that yeah. law but hasn't really been that successful so wow. it still it still exists and it's you know it, it works okay and, and like i said california has tried to shore it up in the areas where trump's been chiseling away at it so are you looking forward to the yeah, election uh <laughs> i'm looking forward to it I, <laughs> I i i think i'm feeling more like this this almost this sense of like impending doom because I, I really don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> this would be interesting though, Byron, because we'll be listening back to this in five years or a year ago, and then yeah. whatever, and then we'll be thinking, "Oh my goodness, Trump was the yeah. president, or Trump is the president again," or you know, <laughs> it's yeah. just gonna be one crazy thing. Well, I think it's to my personality to kind of catastrophize a little bit too, too much, or yeah. you know, predict predict the worst. But um, you know, obviously a. a a good outcome would be a decisive Biden win that Trump just can't um, uh, contest in any way. Mm. You know, I think that's the outcome we're all hoping for. Um, <laughs> I don't think that that's going to happen. No, wow. I think, I think, I think Biden has a good chance of winning, yeah. but I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be close. And, you know, I think, I think, you know, obviously COVID is complicating everything. And, and, you know, a lot of states, they're, they're trying to do all mail-in ballots. And, you know, I think just Trump has, you know, yeah. Trump has some avenues to claim that the election is, is sort of fraudulent or, or not legitimate. So, yeah. yeah so wow. if, if we're in that scenario, you know, you could see us being in this sort of like limbo kind of, constitutional crisis type yeah. situation where you know maybe he just doesn't want to leave or you know or or does all sorts of corrupt things and the gap between the election and when he actually you know when Biden takes the oath yeah. um it's amazing that you've been through all that from like 2010 on 
Like so much has happened in politics yeah. in America. I, I mean, I feel really fortunate that, you know, I, I got, I had Obama as my president for the first six years or so, you know, it was a, it was a great introduction to the, to the country. I think a lot, a lot of people still call him, you know, my president, like even, even though Trump is legally still the new guy. Yeah. Um, back, you know, back in Madison is George W. Bush. Yeah, he was a little, you know, pretty, pretty so-so president, but he's not a guy that kept me up late at night. Um, you know, not usually. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can totally tell yeah. who you're going to vote for, Byron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just, you're going to vote for the old guy because it seems like if you're over 70 plus, you're going to run for yeah. president at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously this is the third case where Trump actually wins and, Oh man, I almost can't even comp. I just can't. I just can't even think about that. Okay, I'm playing. I, I, I don't even know what this country will look like in 2020. I, oh. you, you might, you might, you might, you might be, uh, you know, hearing me. Uh, looking for jobs before, and i don't know we'll, we'll see we'll I listen know. back to this and go, oh what were we worried about or oh my goodness this happened yeah like, exactly yeah. i was gonna say you know my wife and i you know we we talk about this you know for pretty often but you know i think we both just have said we don't want to move we've we worked hard to get down here <laughs> uh you know we, we built a you know built a life down here and my kids they were born in calgary but they own really only now in Southern California, you know, this is where they go, they, they go to school is where their friends are. And, you know, oh, this is where all their favorite restaurants are. And, 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 in and yeah. out burger. That's where it's at in and out. Burger. Yeah. That's yeah. We go there once in a while. Exactly. I've been, I've been, I've been leaning somewhat D in the last few years, but I, I still eat there, you know, maybe <laughs> once or twice a year. Um, my, my wife and kids go there more often. Um, yeah, definitely a California institution. Because I love New York City so much. And like back in 2015, well, the last time I saw you uh, at our reunion, mm-hmm. I just came back from New York seeing Letterman's last show. So I was a part of the... Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, I was like first row for that show. And it was Jeez, incredible. That's very well. So there's, I, there's so mm-hmm. much about America. Like well, people can talk smack about America, but there's just like, there's Disneyland there and there's good fast food. Yeah. And there's like, you know, yeah. <laughs> some great cities and great people too. And they got NFL. Yeah, I like, agree. You know. Yep. No, I mean, we just got back from San Francisco. I mean, we had oh. a great time there. I mean, it's, it's amazing. I mean, yeah, it, it, is, a, it is a great country. Um, um just needs to kind of figure itself at the, out at the federal level a little bit here. But, um, yeah, I mean, like the vast majority of people are, are really great. And, mm. you know, I, I mean, I know so many people down here. I, I sometimes describe them to my wife as, you know, more more Canadian than the Canadians I know. You know, it's like super, like, you know, thoughtful, you know, really, you know, great people to talk to, um, like, you know, well-educated and, and, and you know, just, just, just good all-around people. Um, so yeah, we're, we're, we'd like to, we'd like to stay down here as long as, you know, Mm. things kind (laughs) of, you know, stay somewhat, you know, smooth running, we'll just say. I'm trying to do the math here. So your kids were born in Calgary. Were you just visiting Calgary and then did the deed and then went back to California or how old are your kids? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well, we, so, um, in between, so I said, we, yeah. We were in Vancouver for a bit. We when we moved to we moved to Calgary after Vancouver, we were in we were actually in Calgary for 
five years. So in uh, in between all different moves, we actually were we did stay put in Calgary for a good amount of time. Um, oh, my so we were in Calgary from 2005, yeah, like spring 2005 to fall 2010. Uh, my son was born in 2008. My uh, spring 2008. My my uh, daughter was born in summer 2010. Oh, wow! So I think she was six or eight weeks old. She was, yeah, something like that when, when we moved to <laughs> okay. Long Beach. Did they have automatic citizenship just because of that? Yeah. So right, right off the bat. Because they were awesome. born, yeah, because they were born to, they were born in Canada, which gave them uh, Canadian citizenship, obviously. And then because my wife is an American citizen, they were automatically American through her. Oh, okay. um, and then my wife was in Canada long enough on her green card there. So she was able to get Canadian Canadian citizenship right before we left. So uh, once we knew we were moving, we were like, crap, you know, we, <laughs> we got to get on this. <laughs> so we applied for her citizenship like at the last minute. And we didn't even find out the decision about it until after we were already in the U S. Um, and in fact, like, like a citizenship judge or someone wrote us a letter saying like, what's going on here? Like, <laughs> You're applying for citizenship, but you're not here anymore. And, you know, uh, we, we just, you know, wrote back like, oh, we don't know how long. We'll be down. We still have ties up there. We still have bank accounts up there. And the, the next letter we got back was, you know, approved. Uh, and so, yeah, she went up to um, Calgary July 1st, 2011 and had a citizenship ceremony there on Canada Day, which is, uh, yeah, it was really nice. Does that always have to happen? Like, does citizenship ceremonies always have to happen in Canada Day and vice versa? Like, oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> um, you didn't get your yeah, citizenship on 4th of July, though, I don't think. No, no, okay. no I did not. I, I think in, in a place like L.A. that just got such a constant stream of immigrants that they, they couldn't do them all in one day. They'd be, you'd have to have a ceremony in, like, Dodger Stadium or something like that. Um, what are you doing? You're telling me there's uh, yeah. no wall being built down there? What the heck? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Byron, do you see yourself living in Canada? I, I know never say never, but, or is it just you're so ingrained in California life that you um, see yourself coming around? I I would say probably only if things kind of go south here, yeah. you know, like things are a little politically shaky right now. Mm. You know, they could go one way or they could go another. Oh, and, I get you. you know, I, 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 I mean, I'm glad I have an option. I, that's probably probably one thing that would would send me back up north. Wow. Um, I guess the other possibility is, you know, we've been, you know, I guess my my kids aren't that old yet; they're ten and twelve. But we've been, you know, seeding little like we've already been seeding little like college slash university ideas <laughs> for them. Uh, you know, when we're in cities, we can usually kind of show them. Oh, here's the here's McGill University, or here's you know, here's Harvard or whatever. You're not you saying know. U of C. Oh, hey, we, yeah, we took him to we took him to a tour of U of C. They liked it. Wow. We, we bought them some sweatshirts and stuff like that. <laughs> Dinos. Yeah. Uh, oh wow. Uh, U of C was good to me. So I'm mean, saying if uh, if they happen to go to school up there, then you know we had said, well, maybe maybe we'll follow them up there. I mean, if they end up UBC, it's a good time to move to Vancouver area again or something. I, I, to be totally honest, that, that's. Even even then, that seems like mm, mm. I don't know. 
some of, some of the idea of moving north as I get older doesn't, doesn't sound like <laughs> I know, the right direction moving. <laughs> but yeah, the, exactly. At the same like, time, though, your American money is worth so much in Canada. Yeah, I would see a lot of Americans cross. Well, they're not crossing the border now, but before, uh, they didn't yeah. cross the border to go shopping, and they should because just their dollar stretches so far in Canada, but they don't yeah, realize that, true. right? Yeah, so. It's true, yeah. And, and yeah, we, we definitely can find some good deals up there. We do notice um, shopping for certain things, like especially groceries, are a lot more expensive up there. Really? Well, there's you know, yeah, some 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 prices, you know, even even out the exchange rate. Yeah, I go to the grocery store, we're like, whoa, you know, like buy something like you know a box of cereal or you know, as produce is a lot more expensive, which you know makes sense relative to California. But, um, yeah, so so pr- prices do. Uh, do make up some of the difference, but yeah, not not in all cases. There, there, there are certain things where we, uh, yeah, really notice that they're they're cheaper after the exchange. Is there uh, things that you miss about Canada at all, like ketchup chips or um, I don't know? Oh yeah, well, yeah, it's funny. We always buy ketchup chips when we go up there. Um, yep, that's true. Um, yeah, I would say just the general. I mean, my wife, you know, she lived in the U.S. most of her life. You know, she, I mean, she agrees with me on most of most of these points but things are just like sort of more like everything's just sort of more put together up there like cleaner um kind of more organized just more <laughs> just um you know the the sidewalks are a little better you know repaired wow. you know the, the public transportation like always runs on time and the trains are clean and you know the, the people on the train are you know, quietly reading books. <laughs> you know, um, that's not that's not the experience in LA. I'll tell you that. Um, I, you know, it's 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 interesting to say the least down here. Um, uh, but yeah, just I would say the the sort of the like the the calm civility of uh, Canada is, is a really nice break. You know, it's just yeah, things just seem kind of uh, just sort of calmer and, and better put together. Yeah. There's, there's that aspect that I, I miss. And, and just like the, the the fewer question marks around, you know, is your neighborhood school going to be good? Um, yeah, again, you know, if, is your, are you, do you have good health coverage? You know, especially, if, again, if you're in kind of a, you know, in a non-traditional employment situation. Um, yeah, and I would say you really do notice the lack of, sort of extremism and political polarization up there right now. Hmm. It, it's, you know, some of it exists, uh, but it's nothing like we've got going on down here right now. Um, so, yeah, we, we, we like to go up there for a vacation every year and just get a, you know, a Trump detox and, <laughs> you know, soak, soak, up the, soak up the Canadian lifestyle, yeah. yeah. But at the same time, you are in the entertainment capital of the world, so there's always, well, not now, but before... The- Everything's happening every single day, whether it be sports or entertainment, like concerts, yeah, or just everything. Yeah. Just all at yep. your fingertips, right? It, it may take yep. a while for you to drive there, but at the same time. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we, we, we definitely take in a few concerts here. Um, yeah, it's, it is fun to to know that, you know, all the uh, award shows are here oh, and you know, a lot of the, 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 the talk shows are all filmed here. But, you know, a lot of movies and television shows. You know, I think especially net, the rise of Netflix lately has really um, 
kickstarted the or, or sort of um, sort of renewed the TV and film industry down here. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I think it, uh, LA was losing a lot of business to the you know, other other states that were offering generous tax breaks, but you know. Netflix, I think, has, has really been committed to, to a lot of filming locally. Wow. Um, but, um, yeah, this past year, so I guess 2019, right before the right before, so we were in summer and fall 2019, we, uh, as a family, went to see both uh, Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr in the same year. <laughs> oh, that's so great. Paul McCartney, he's not going to be around forever, but you have to see his concert. One of the yeah. amazing performances, like unbelievable. Have you have you seen him? Oh, many times over. I, oh, I think wow. it's like okay. a dozen times. And just I know that he does the same set list and all, but he's freaking Paul McCartney. He can do anything he wants. And I'm guessing Ringo's and, much the same too, hey? Yeah, the, the guy turned eighty this year. I mean, they both How? are in great health. Like, yeah, yeah, like um, uh, McCartney was seventy seven or like yeah. almost seventy eight when you can he run performed. for president if he wants um, geez, at this point. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but he, he played for like three hours. Yeah. Like and it was crazy. Byron, like, the thing that about Paul McCartney is if you watch him perform, he doesn't drink a, a, a sip of water. He does not go to the, it's it's crazy. You're you're singing for that long and you don't even sip water? Like what are are you a robot? Yeah. So <laughs> Let's go back to Deepa Baker. Holy crap. We've got 40 <laughs> minutes but not talking about Deepa Baker. Uh, how was your time at Deep? Uh, you know, I'd say mostly positive. Oh, you know, well, maybe. I mean, <laughs> nothing to be 100% positive, Rick. But um, <laughs> anyways, yeah, I, I mean, looking back, you know, I, I, uh, it was a pretty pretty good three years. Mm. Um, you know, met, met good people there. Had some had some good close friends. Right. Um, was able to play... Some sports while I was there. Some sports, um, you were like the king of sports. Or like, what were you? <laughs> amazing badminton player. I, I remember that. Like, yeah, yeah. badminton was actually badminton was the only team I played on all three years of high school. Uh, so I was with and Gary Wong and men's double or boys, what called boys doubles at the time. Um, and then he left the school, and then I think uh, Tracy Chu and I played mixed doubles and played eleven and twelve. And uh, I think we may have won something in grade 12. I remember us winning some match that was somewhat important. I, I, can't, <laughs> I can't remember what it was. Maybe like a division a division title or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Played, uh, played basketball in grade, grade, I think it might have been grade 10 only. Yeah. Um, uh, and then I, I played volleyball. That's right. I, I, the only year of, of, of junior high or high school, I played volleyball. It was was grade twelve, but you know, just you know, my my last year, I decided to go for the team and ended up making it. And um, Mr. Fourier, Fourier, I think was the coach, yeah. and uh, he was also my badminton coach. Yeah, he was your badminton. And uh, yep, and he actually uh, was good enough to play me quite a lot that year, uh, which was a nice development, given that I was you know I was in grade twelve, but I was still like a rookie, so. I think that's another thing that made that experience uh, a lot better. I, I got just got to be in the game a lot, and you know I probably improved a lot faster because of that as well. Um, yeah, I enjoyed his ed. I remember I so I took physics in in tenth grade, and uh, I remember if I wanted to keep going in in that in grade eleven and twelve, I, I wouldn't have been able to take his ed. So 
that was it for my physics career. Oh, really? Um, <laughs> there was there was a, yeah. <laughs> you had to take either physics or phys ed. That was it. Well, in order to in order to in order to fit oh your in order schedule to fit phys ed into my into my uh, into my calendar, something had to go. So yeah, it was it was <laughs> physics that I ended up dropping. I did pretty well at grade ten, but you know, it just it, sciences in general. I mean, I was okay at them. I did pretty well, but I. They're not oh, something that laid a big fire under me. By uh, what was pretty well? Your average was pretty high. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was, yeah, it's a, yeah, it was definitely, you know, it was it was decent for sure. You know, <laughs> it was too um, modest. I know, I know, I wasn't the top student in the class because uh, I noticed your, I think your, one of your last interviews with it was Andrew McDougall. Yeah. So we, we we all we all we all knew we weren't the best in the school <laughs> because of Andrea. So we were somewhere between, you know. Somewhere number two or below. Um, <laughs> did you know back then what you wanted to get into, or did it take you a while to? No, you mean like uh, what what my interests were? Like, yeah, like career wise. Yeah. Um, no, actually, you know, it's, it's something I, I kind of look back on. You know, I, I, I don't know what the word is, but you know, I, a little disappointed in a certain way that you know I, I feel like I could have used a lot more help and, and guidance at that time kind of fleshing that out um you know it all it all seems clear to me now but you know i, I think the subjects where i that i tended to have the highest consistent grades in were they tend to be humanities right it's like english and social studies you know and it's like <laughs> no, no one sort of you know put their uh you know put together that perhaps that would be, you know, something in humanities or social sciences would be a good major for me. Um, so, you know, when I was in grade 12, picking a major, you know, like I said, I had no idea. I didn't even know what, 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 what the possibilities were. Um, and, and so, I, you know, I had some big idea that, um, you know, a, a, a university degree was something you needed to get a job. So it's like, you know what? I'm going to go into business school. Uh, you know, business school sounds like something related to business. So I entered business school or, you know, the the first year prerequisites for it. And luckily enough, in my first semester at UFC, I took uh, Econ 101 or actually UFC Econ 201 yeah. and uh, 203. And, you know, just love those courses and, um, you know, kind of the rest is history after that. Yeah. You know, and then again, now I look back, I'm like, oh yeah, social, social sciences, social studies, you know, it, it makes sense now. But, uh, at, at the, you know, in, in high school, I, I just, again, I wasn't aware of, of what possibilities were. Um, so yeah, econ is, you know, it was definitely lit a fire under me and, and, and it was something I really was into and obviously went on to, to do some graduate work on that as well. Um, you know, I'd say another, <laughs> Um, another thing that was a little odd is, uh, at the end of high school was that, you know, I, I was a pretty good student, but I, I, no one you know, either at the school or even in my family seated me with the idea of potentially leaving Calgary to, to go somewhere else. You know, I, I, it was just sort of like, oh, I guess I'm just going to UFC. And, um, you know, in, in the end, it, it was fine. I mean, I, I feel like I got a great education at UC and it was, it was, the, the place was good to me, you know, and, and I got to sort of, you know, test run my education at UBC in Wisconsin and, and, you know, it, it, it held up, but 
you know, I, I think, you know, school's more, more, more than just the courses you're taking. It's also the experience of where you're living. And, you know, I, I do kind of wonder, you know, could I have <laughs> not gone somewhere else? Just gotten out of my Calgary bubble a little mm. sooner, you know? I mean, obviously, you know, there's, there's no point in saying, oh, I would have, should have, could have. But, yeah, it is something I, I do think about and, and, you know, talk to my wife about some time. Um, like I said, no, no, no real strong regrets there. Um, but, oh, yeah, interesting. something I, something I thought about a little bit. Any any other uh, things that you would have changed about high school at all? Going back to the would have, should have, um, kind of thing? Or? Not, you know, not too much, you know. Yeah. It, uh, yeah, I mean, overall, it was a pretty pretty positive experience um yeah not not too many not too many black mercs in those three years really um so yeah i think the the thought that were mainly kind of what what came after just you know i I felt like i kind of unnecessarily restricted myself a little bit coming out of uh coming out of there um how about you any 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 uh any any uh, regrets any regrets or, oh. or, 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 regrets or even, or, uh, or, 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 or specific positive points that were real high, high points for you. Gee, Byron, you're not supposed to turn this around on me. What the heck? <laughs> I'm just trying to be a good conversationalist. You know? oh, no, hey, of course. Let's, let's, not talk, let's not talk about me the whole time here. Oh. <laughs> you don't have to answer it. I'm no. just saying, yeah. Oh, it's just, it's just those connections that, you know, there's, of course there's regrets, but at the same time, it's like you said, it's the what I could have, should have, you can't really change what happened in the yeah. past, right? It just dawned on me just to think how young we were and how yeah. we were thinking that we were, I don't know. We were in this position where we had to make all these life decisions, but we were still pretty young. We didn't really need to make those decisions right then and there. It was okay right. to take yep. the year off, but really we weren't guided that way. Yeah. Yep. You know, and we weren't yep. really guided uh, for me. I, I had no clue how to get into radio and television uh, during that time. Yeah. And I thought yeah. that was like one of those things that was unattainable. Uh, I had yeah. no clue. I didn't well, know. I, I do think it was pretty cool that, I mean, even, you know, probably early on in high school, it, it was something that clearly you you knew that you were into and that you you wanted to do, right? I mean, you were you were I mean, you were doing sort of a lunch hour radio show, if I recall. Oh, you remember that, Byron? That's awesome. Yes. Oh, I do. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. great. No, I, I mean, I, it stands out. I mean, like it 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 it's kind of rare that you know someone who was already kind of headed in a direction that early on. Now, I guess, um, you know, know, our friend uh, Travis Washington, you know, he, if I recall, he was was also, you know, really active in in drama and and acting, you know, and he ended up going in that direction for a while after high school, you know, so he he was maybe another, but, you know, know, coming back to you, yeah, it's really cool, you know, to see that that, that that, you know, really turned into, you know, quite a fruitful career for you and, um, you, you, it seems like you've um, you've kind of climbed the ladder and, and got to live in a, in a number of different cities uh, through that uh, career path. Yeah, but not America yet. I really want to get to America. <laughs> <laughs> so is, is that? 
Do you see yourself uh, potentially doing oh, that? Or? I, th- I, I think I'm treating my life like a sailboat, basically. I'll let the wind carry me. Yeah. I know that's kind of cliche and corny to say, yeah. but at the same time, like, I would not say no to an opportunity to be in America. Because every time I visit America, yeah. I was like, yes, this is great. It's different to be a visitor of your country and living in your country. And depending on where yeah. you live in America, because there's so many different parts of America that you know, are great or greater than others. Right. You know, wow. This is fascinating. This is really good. What, uh, is there a song that uh, brings you back that we can put on this list there, Byron, this DJ Um, list that we have (laughs) brings you to Diefenbaker. Well, let's see. Um, well, you know, I, (laughs) so a a bit of a funny memory, um, from Diefenbaker was, you know, I think in grades, 10, 11. I'm not sure these are the suitable songs for you to, to put on. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, recording, I love it. But I, I was really, really into gangster rap for a while. But that is like, I was like all I listened to for probably the first two years of uh, even bigger. Like, yeah. So, gangster rap? Byron, you? Gangster rap, yeah. <laughs> and you know, my, my friends were kind of equally into it. Um, if you recall, I was good friends with Gersher Penu and he was really into it. But you know, um yeah, other other friends of mine too were were were, were pretty equally into it. Um who you're hanging out with? Yeah, who, yeah so, who's who's your circle of friends? Um I would say I probably hang out with hung out with Gersher and, and Darren Draver the most. Yeah. Um you know, I, I yeah, I kinda like um I you know, some some kind of different I had like different groups that I hung out for different with for different reasons. Yeah, and like I, I remember doing a fair amount with like uh, Jeremy Bradbury and Dan Lamb and Rocky and and, and probably probably yourself even at, at yeah. times totally. in that group. Um yeah, I remember definitely remember doing stuff with that group kind of kind of separately and then um you know another kind of uh, amusing memory and I think I may have seen this on the the notes for one of the other interviews but um Kind of be, you know, somewhere near the beginning of grade twelve, I I uh, got a fake ID. So <laughs> I, gangster rap. Gangster. I know. I'm just like, yeah, it's like it's not like this like oh. bad boy here, but um, I just <laughs> really not me at all. But um, I your kids are listening I, to this, Byron. You know that, right? <laughs> they probably. I, I think they know about a lot of this stuff by now. Um, I. After I got that, I, I hung out with um, Jason Falkenbridge and Demeter Mladenov quite a lot because they were already 18 at the beginning of the school year. So I had my fake ID. They were 18. So they were kind of like my my bar hopping friends. Uh, well, I mean, I don't know if that short. I mean, they were they were good friends in general, um, but they, they also were my bar hopping friends. And, uh, yeah, like the... Uh, that, that that idea was kind of a life changing thing. You, know, you go from like, you know, going to movies and like shooting pool and you know, or just you know these kind of mundane activities into like, you know, hanging out at Coconut Joe's until two a.m. <laughs> oh or God. you know, it's just, uh, it, it, it it uh yeah, it, was just, it definitely definitely changed my my activity set in grade twelve quite a bit, uh, like very suddenly. And, like, um, did your marks go down at all or no? Getting better no, because you know, I, I kept them up pretty well. Um, <laughs> funny thing about my ID is that uh, it, uh, so I, when I went into the, I guess they're not called TMV stuff there, the registry or whatever it was where, where you get your driver's license, 
you know, I, I was using my brother-in-law's information, his name and birth date and all that, you know, so I, so I basically told him I was him. And then, so I took my picture and put his information on the ID. Um, but oftentimes we would be out together, you know, cause he was my sister's boyfriend and, you know, we just be out. And, um, so oftentimes he would go in and then I would go in after him with the same name and same birthday and no one ever, you know, maybe, maybe I put one person in between us or something, but yeah, no one ever, no one ever caught on to that. Um, so yeah, kind of a funny story. And, um, also kind of, it's funny to look back and think of how easily, I know I wasn't the only one who did this with, with the whole ID thing, but how easily we all committed that act of, you know, fairly serious fraud at that age. You know, you're just like, it's like, you're, you just, you're like, I was, I don't even remember being all that nervous. I was just like, eh, what's the worst that can happen? You know, like, you're just like, like as a, you know, as a 43 year old now, it's like, it's, it seems like unthinkable trying to do something like that. You know, it's, it's, it's that age where you're, oh. you know, you're, just, you're, you're invincible. And, you know, just, you don't think anything's going to happen to you. So, but just, but yeah, the, well, but well. just the thing though, people have Photoshop now. We didn't have Photoshop back then. Like, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. We can make them true. Yeah. Yep. So. But you know, uh, the, the advantage we had with, with low technology back then though, is they didn't have, pictures on file and so on you know so you'd walk in and say oh i'm i'm so and so and they would just they would have to just um verify your your id via like birthday or social <laughs> insurance number and things like that so the lack of technology was also a benefit back then you know <laughs> just made it easier to to kind of pull the con oh, um so yeah all right well what, what, what gangster rap were you listening to let's put the most swears oh well i mean <laughs> Uh, I mean, explicit lyrics, especially for eleven, like like uh, Doggy Style and The Chronic, you know, Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre's. I mean, those, those albums still are still. So you know, I mean, I, those are a couple I would still listen to. Actually, I bet you you um, hear that a lot are, in SoCal, hey? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, every you know, tenth car going down the street is <laughs> got the windows down with, with, with yeah with rap blasting yeah. Uh, um, so I listened to that. I remember um, I listened to Onyx, um, wow. Craig Mack. Um, oh some of the some of the later Naughty by Nature. Ooh, so I remember it was really. I mean, you know, aside from OPP or whatever, <laughs> their their stuff was really like like I don't know what's what's the word nasty like like. <laughs> The, uh, like or profane what's what's the what's the what's the verb or the, the adjective good. like it was good <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like stuff you did not want your parents to hear you know um and, uh, oh. and um anyways yeah that's that's a, that's a, I remember those are a few i listened to by by grade 12 you know i i had pretty much switched all the you know kind of the typical you know alternative and new rock kind of bands at that at that point <laughs> So yeah, I, I I didn't I didn't stick with the gangster rap. I was I was I was on to the you know the typical bands of you know I was listening to Soundgarden and like reading the Blowfish. Ah, come on. Um, okay, I want gangster rap and, now. Uh, let's let's focus. Really, on oh, you, you, you want you really want to stick with the I gangster really rap. want a gangster rap um, song on this list. That's something that you um, listen to. Okay, how, how about um, I I think there's a I think one of the the songs from the Chronic. There's, there's one called uh, Wit Dre Day. 
um, <laughs> um, what's that? Um, uh, do you really want Wait, or do you want something like <laughs> <laughs> that's just one random one that's popped in my head? Um, how about we go much later? How about Hold My Hand by Cootie and the Blowfish? <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that is that I was about I was this better? close on putting these nuts on the list yeah. or little ghetto boy uh, or yeah uh, well well okay. I mean what's the, the, I know there's a fairly radio friendly one on the on the doggy style but so that one uh, oh what's my name what, what's my name what's my name yeah, yeah. I think that's that's a pretty I think it's a pretty safe one to go with. political that's yeah. why that's, it's, it's yeah. not because of that for just uh letting me live vicariously through you because you you're you're a california boy and uh yeah it's know. a lot of fun i i really want you to uh get in your car now and lower your seat and just drive with some snoop doggy dog on um yeah on your <laughs> <laughs> drive through compton doing that please and no don't do that that's not, that's not that far from here, actually. Really? Is it true though? If you turn down the wrong street, you're in trouble, or? Um, you know, I, th- I think things have gotten a lot better down okay, here, good. but yeah, maybe after a certain hour, you know, there's there are areas you really don't want to be yeah. frequenting. Okay. Um, mm. most 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 streets during the day are yeah. you know, especially if they're busy, yeah. you know, they're they're safe enough, but nice. yeah, I mean, even even here in Long Beach, like. I'll, I'll drive past a, a certain intersection during the day. It looks fine. Like, you know, like I said, there's an in-and-out burger around the corner or whatever. It's, you know, it's just your, your average corner. And then, you know, you'll read the news in the morning. You're like, you know, man shot five times at, <laughs> you know, 10th and, you know, 10th and Temple. And you're like, oh, she's there yesterday. <laughs> well, um, let's take the Snoop Doggy Dog. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 you can... You can kind of have that experience a lot down here. It's like it looks good during the day, but you know, there's there's still kind of a simmering <laughs> problem that like emerges after dark. So, Byron, um, yeah, and I just yeah. want to say thank you so much for showing up for our twentieth reunion. A lot of people were happy to see you. And uh, did yeah. you fly in just because of that, or did you fly in for some other reason and it landed on that? No, I, no, I flew in mostly for that. I mean, obviously, wow. I got to do with my family and so on yeah. but uh yeah it was, it was that was the main impetus so 
Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was worth it. Uh, I think you're one of the, the main, the, the primary organizers of that. So, uh, yeah, uh, thank you for, no. for uh, putting some work there. Well, thank you. I'm going to thank you in advance for uh, hosting the uh, 30th reunion in uh, <laughs> in L.A. in Long Beach. Yeah, the uh, destination reunion down here. Yep, for sure. Because we, we know that uh, <laughs> the said president will not be president during that time because he'll be five years from now. So, okay. Yeah, he'll be uh, Donald <laughs> Trump Jr. <laughs> Ivanka. Yes. Uh, oh, Byron. I, I can't even... I, can't even, can't even think about it. But. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thanks, my friend. Uh, thank you so much for phoning in. Thank you so much for uh, waiting and all that stuff, too. And uh, I do yeah, appreciate no problem. it. Same here. Awesome. I'll send you some ketchup chips, okay? <laughs> awesome, Byron. No, no, send them. Send, send them, them away. We, we, okay. we love ketchup chips. <laughs> all right, we'll do that. <laughs> okay. Keep true to the dreams that you. We'll thank talk you. To you later. Thanks, man. Bye.